0: Hey folks, this is Jay David Weeder. What you're about to hear is an episode recorded during a live streaming event on May 29th 2011. Yes, there were technical issues early on and I've done nothing to edit or change the episode. It appears exactly as it was streamed and just consider it a learning experience. I really did enjoy the episode once we got going. so hopefully in the future a uh, few things few tweaks to our, our system here and it'll be a, a much better event. So sit back and enjoy Superman Forever Radio, episode 33, live. Well, technically recorded, but it was live at the time. Oh, well, whatever. Enjoy it. And welcome to Superman Forever Radio episode 33, streaming live at supermanforeverradio.com. I'm your mild mannered and terribly frightened host, J. David Weeder. Did you know that most people, when asked if, uh, what their greatest fear is, usually put public speaking above death? So most people would rather be dead than speaking in public. Me, this is still my show, so I'm a little terrified. I'm a little leery of the number of things that could go wrong. But I'm here, We're, you're all here, and I'm happy you're all joining me. And this momentous occasion is made possible by the TheRustedChain.com. And The Rusted Chain is the website and blog of Becky Hastings. And she actually began making custom jewelry in 2003. And since that time, her products have been uh, featured in various parenting magazines, Petty ped Shoe Advertisements, law-and-order criminal intent, and are sold in local, upscale boutiques and internationally. And her designs feature the best of timeless elegance and trendy looks, with the end result being quality jewelry that will look as new and fresh years from now as it does today. And each piece is custom-made using sterling silver, natural stones, and the finest of components. Her products include hand-stamped jewelry, earrings, brooches, and hair accessories. And right now, if you visit the therustedchain.com you can get the Sterling Silver Truth, Justice, Forever keychain inspired and suggested by yours truly and enter the promo code SUPER15, that is all one word, and get 15% off. So thank you, Becky and TheRustedChain.com. And there will also be a poll up right after I open the phone lines or phone line more accurately as to which Superman you like the best. And please take just a moment to vote. And remember, if you are calling the show, you are calling a podcast, which means it is being recorded. And I'm sure you all know this, but legally, I need to tell you that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. And uh, let's start talking some Superman. Let's start, uh, pardon me, talk some Superman movies. And it's really awkward because this kind of stuff can't be edited out, people. (laughs) So hit me up. The number is 703-957-8737. Or I am on Skype. At I am David.Weeder. So let's go ahead and get this show going. I'm going to go ahead and get that phone line open. As I mentioned, there's going to be any number of things that can go wrong here. This is a live broadcast. And what you're not seeing is me absolutely sweating profusely. Let's see what's going on in the chat room. Yeah, thanks, Steve. So Steve Rogers says, so people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. That's absolutely correct. As someone who's given a eulogy, I would have, uh, well, almost traded places instantaneously. It's terrifying. And let's go ahead and get the phone lines open for you. And for some reason, I just got a missed call. As I mentioned, technical difficulties. These are the exact things that kept me up late at night. This thing is all over the place. There we go. Thank you. You are live on Superman Forever Radio.
1: To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2.
0: I don't think that's what we were expecting. To
1: accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2.
0: Okay. If you want to hit me up on Skype, try that, because apparently my phone is having huge issues. Let me go ahead and get that set up. We'll have to change what we're doing here. And apparently, the, all the tests I did ahead of time have completely failed. Let's just go ahead and put that in the chat, the word fail, which is the opposite of winning. Is it starting to feel like Sheen's Corner to anybody else? Anyway, what we are talking about today is Superman the Movies. And that does begin with Superman and the Mole Men, which is an interesting piece of the Superman puzzle. To put it to... Uh, politely i mean it's kind of a product of its time and you did see superman going up against well no real enemies except for social injustice and that was the first well not first it was the first full-length superman animated movie let's see we got a voicemail let's i'm gonna put this voicemail on And of course, you can test things about 18 times, but the one time you need them to work, that's when they break.
1: Hello? Hello?
0: Okay, if you did try to call, please try to call back, because apparently, this phone is all jacked up. So I am watching the phone lines now, but we were talking about Superman and the Mole Men. Steve Rogers put don't in there. Uh Oh, okay. Let's try something else. I'm going to put that poll up while I'm thinking of it before I get even more distracted. So you should see a poll online now, right on the supermanforever.com front page. And of course, as I mentioned, the phone lines are open, 703-957-8737. And for those of you that downloaded this after the fact, sorry, these things happen. And I can't, it's kind of nice because doing a podcast normally, recording it, I can I can edit out all the awkward parts, which is uh, the bulk of the recording for me. Let's see, and D- uh, Douglas says, did you read my last email? I believe I did. I read that on, on the air on episode 32. Yeah, don't play voicemail, Steve. Thanks. I got that. <laughs> Try to give us a call back if you would. Us. I always say that when and when recording, I can never figure out why. It's always we and the royal we. Anyway, as far as the awkward times, let's check Twitter. And actually, you know, I had this odd fantasy that my mom called in while doing this show, unaware, and was live on the air, in which time I would call her out to the carpet on something cruel she did to me as a child involving one of the Superman movies, this one being Superman 3, my next to least favorite Superman movie, in which while watching it in the scene that, uh, where the computer sucks Superman into its walls, She tried to convince me that this was the movie where Superman died. And you know what? At that moment, that really terrified the crap out of me. I believe I was almost in tears. So, I mean, who does that? Who does that? And why is my Skype... Hello, you are live with Superman Forever Radio.
1: To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2.
0: There we go. You are live on the air with Superman Forever Radio. Hello? Oh,
1: man. Hello, yeah, whoa. Sorry, there's something in the way here, John.
0: Oh, that's no problem. I'm uh,
1: Wow. Hold oh, no, on, let's not...
0: Yeah, you... I'm in I, I, I f-
1: f- the way, mate.
0: Yeah, I forgot to remind everybody to turn the volume down if you're on on the oh. air because it will throw you off. All
1: right you <laughs>
0: Still with me? Hello. No. still Yep. What's going on? I have no idea. Like, I, we can hear you loud and clear. So, did you turn down the volume on your computer? <laughs> Are you still with me? (laughs) Okie doke. That went a little bit differently than I expected. There was one call, so give me one moment. Let me get connected with Jack P real quick. There we go. Hi, I'm connected. Yes, excellent. Good to hear from you. You're live on the air. What's on your mind?
2: With Superman in general, I'm kind of surprised if anyone actually did choose Brandon, but... Uh,
0: I think the only complaint I ever had with Brandon Routh was that he he was playing too much like uh, Christopher Reeve, and I think that's more of a director's choice than Brandon's choice. But as far as the Superman movies, do you have a particular favorite? Overall, I mean,
2: I I prefer, obviously, uh, the
0: first Superman movie. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, I think that's going to come out as the front-runner for sure, because that's nothing short of epic. And uh, I just hope with the new movie, with the Man of Steel, they don't try to recreate that. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's time for something new. But yeah, it's, as long as I guess it's not any
2: of the photo shoots that we saw for uh, uh, what's his name? Uh,
0: I'm blanking on the actor's name now too. Which one? Uh, Henry Cavill? The one they were going to do with. Uh, uh, oh, Nicolas Cage. Nicholas Cage. There you go. Okay. Yeah. That's suit and... <laughs> That left me crying at night. You might turn down your computer that will throw you off because there's a delay. There we go. I forgot to say that up front. But no, I, I, do, do you think Henry Cavill is going to do a pretty good job altogether?
2: Overall, definitely, I think that's going to happen. Um, it's going to take a while
0: to see, but I think. Hold on. There we go. Too many calls trying to come through. There we go. You still with me? Jack, are you still with me? Okay, looks like we've lost somebody here. Okay, if you can still hear me, give me a give me a call back. There we go. Looks like he's we got disconnected. And let me change a setting here because we're getting some weird interference on Skype. Hello, you are on Superman Forever Radio. From
1: to accept, press one. To send a
0: there we go, Steve. Are you there? Yep. Okay. Did you remember to turn down your radio, your computer this time?
1: No, it wasn't that. I, I when, when, when I was calling a radio station, you know where you, you have a radio on and uh, you have a second delay, it wasn't as and as the this.
0: Okay. Yeah. The the del- I I when playing for this and testing things out, the delay really threw me off. So any device that would be streaming this, I actually have turned off.
1: Hmm.
0: But it looks like we have got a good uh, connection now. Uh, What's on your mind?
1: Guess, uh, I'm just um talking something about films.
0: Well, do you have uh, a? Um, do you have a particular favorite? i still to the
1: first one on this yeah. Superman yeah. You
0: know. And definitely, I I th- as, as, as I mentioned, that's going to I think that's going to come out as a huge favorite. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you actually mentioned something in the chat before the show got started. You mentioned the book Superman vs. Hollywood by Jake Rossom, which is here in my hands right now. Was there anything in yeah. that book that really surprised you about some of the different Superman projects through the years?
1: Yeah. Nothing that's out at me right now. Um, pretty much figured figure most of it was. uh, well, I pretty much knew some of the history already, so. So, you know, what, uh, what, you yeah, I supplied, you know, was just a nice, entertaining flow to it. And, um, all the twisted tones. I knew. I knew that's what one when I first learned about the, you um, know, how important um, the items and comets Venus were, and in and in on Schuster and the lights back, in terms of well not only really rights, but and in their
0: names that on the uh, comets. Let's see. What? Pardon me. Hmm? Did were you surprised at what a lot of the the, the fellow cast members had to say about Christopher Reeve?
1: I forget about that. Um, what was, uh, I, yeah, I forgot
0: that part. What did they uh, say? Yeah, the, the general consensus was that when Reeve got on set, he was basically being a jerk to everybody, kind of a prima donna.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't surprise me. And, uh, well, I'm, I don't know. I that really wouldn't surprise me, actually, It's thinking about them.
0: It doesn't because when you think about it, he was very young. He's kind of come out of nowhere to to be the to, to be in a movie with <coughs> with Marlon Brando of all people and Gene Hackman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would get a big head. I won't lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the basic consensus was. was oh, go ahead. Oh
1: no, I was trying that the um, really famous and it um. I would say it would turn me off, but the um, fact that we um, came up with an idea for Superman 3, um, 3, 4, you know, that kind of was a me in a way.
0: True. Of course, Superman 4 is when I almost got kicked out of a theater. Yes. We learn our lessons we're, the hard um, way. Yes, we do. But uh what else is it? What, you know what in turn uh, Superman returns got a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. And uh do you think it was deserved? Oh, God,
1: so.
0: I mean do you do you think uh, it was um uh, so it's
1: mostly just... Uh, yeah, I think it's um the element it it, it wasn't kind of plotting. It didn't really have too much action. And um <clears throat> But frankly it's it a uh it's in like I like Sina said in trying to make it uh for the twin or and and between I is um <clears throat> the uh see the twilight type of audience, uh and, and um was so one of the hardcore action adventure type of um, audience that you normally would make a Superman
0: movie for. True. But I think what really, when I read the novelization, yes, it wasn't an action movie. It was meant to be an interpersonal movie. And they just, in the editing room, cut out all the interpersonal stuff thinking they wanted to make it more of an action movie, but there just wasn't enough substance there to, to support that. Mm-hmm. So it was just, I, I kind of put that one on the studios kind of the same way I halfway do with Batman and Robin.
1: Because
0: uh, even Joel Schumacher's and, yeah. like, if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at me because I'm the one that caved when the studio wanted to make a, a movie to sell action figures.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, it was not as bad as... Well, I, I, I would probably put it maybe third or fourth all the time. It's it, depending on whether or not you um, watch a play or something in the moment in, in the mix. I don't, but uh, I, I, it wasn't a good film, but I tend to think about the backdoor piling and part of me um, part of the TV TV can and not really something I'd put, put in a movie category.
0: Um, I would include it just because it was released theatrically and unlike the serials it was kind of self-contained. That's That was my distinction.
1: True. that's fair. I didn't find saw it the end night and my thinking was and if you took and you took out the name to the man called Ted of Lane that would make a great Twilight film um
0: Episode. It's actually really no, Twilight yeah. Zone or Twilight the the sparkly vampires.
1: The Twilight Zone.
0: Okay. <laughs> sort of. You know, the, yeah. I, it,
1: yeah.
0: And yeah, it, as far as that movie, now that you point that out, it really did come off more Twilight Zone or Outer Limits than than the comic books we we actually knew even at the time. Yeah,
1: like when a lot like it was probably the way to
0: put it. Yeah. But I, I I honestly, when I rewatched it, I was kind of surprised. I mean, no, it wasn't the traditional Superman story, but it was good in its own right. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's actually a very good pilot for a TV series, all in all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And obviously, you know, yeah, that worked out I'm pretty not, well. If,
1: even though no Penny, no um, Jimmy, no Mattop was...
0: No, it was a, 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 a very clear... Uh, cut in the production it's probably easier to shoot yeah. in Southern California at some in yeah. some uh, strange valley rather than go to a city and get permits etc etc so it's definitely you could yeah. you could see the budget was taking effect on the story and you know what I
1: actually like the uh, the Reeves the Reeves uh, re- re- hot uh, tent more so than and the um, Christopher Reeves and uh, Brandon Routh
0: Clark Kent. He wasn't as mild-mannered as you would expect. You wouldn't have been surprised if he yeah. just told Lois to stuff it.
1: Yes.
0: Now, in terms of Christopher Reeve uh, versus Brandon Routh of Clark Kent, I actually lean a little bit towards Routh in that department. Hmm. Because it had the same. And granted, I don't think Routh could have done it without Reeves setting the stage. But Routh kind of took it down a notch it wasn't quite as cartoony as it could have been Mm -hmm. because I mean Reeve definitely did it over the top very much so it was almost cartoonish but not in a bad way I still like watching it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and he was doing was it James Cagney in Bringing Up Baby Mm -hmm. I forget now that's great okay well looks like some other people are wanting to call in did you have any final thoughts
1: uh, that's all. I'll probably shoot you an email later in the week to uh, give you a more detailed opinion about this
0: moment. Okay, and keep in mind, I'm going to go back over each of these movies individually and get deep into it. But this time, I just wanted to get feedback from others. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to take another call real quick. Okay.
1: I might
0: too. Bye. All right, thanks. Hello, you're live. You're, you're live on the air with Superman yeah. Radio. Oh.
1: To accept, press.
0: Hello, are you with me?
3: Yes, I
0: am. Oh, is, is this Neil Cole?
3: Yes, it is. Oh,
0: excellent. Glad to finally hear from you on here.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm this is Neil to get through um...
0: I it's not the most technically advanced system, I'll be honest with you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I understand.
0: I don't have a budget, so <laughs> I'm I'm basically across <laughs> going across the iPhone. But it's it's nice to hear from I you. Understand. This is the uh, webmaster of supermansupersite.com. So uh what's on your mind today?
3: Uh nothing much. Uh just uh really uh getting prepared here for the Superman celebration coming up uh about a week and a half in Metropolis, Illinois.
0: It's weird to think that about 2 weeks from today the closing ceremonies will be probably just concluding.
3: Uh yep. Yep. Uh that's that's about right. Yeah, I think the closing ceremonies this year are, 4.30 or 5 o'clock Central Time, so, yeah, that's
0: about right. Yep, be heading back here. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gearing up. I mean, the the Superman celebration is probably the one time of the year when I'm completely happy and in my element. You can walk down the the street with that? a T-shirt that has a cape attached to it and nobody thinks twice.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's a thing for a lot of people. I mean, there's just Many people you see year after year uh, that you just make lasting friendships with. There, it's no so different than going to a comic con. Um,
0: it it, it you know, is it has and, that
3: nice small that nice small town festival element to it.
0: And yeah, and everybody is happy and friendly. It's because comic cons usually there'll be some surly people in and about. So
3: yeah, exactly.
0: Not in yeah. Metropolis, even in the heat.
3: Yeah, that's the one thing you have to get used to when it's your very first time there. But once you realize that you're going to die of heat exhaustion every year, with it being 95 to 100 degrees, plus the humidity from the Ohio River, um, at least you can kind of prepare yourself for
0: it. (laughs) Just get yourself mentally prepared. (laughs) Kind of like Navy (laughs) SEALs.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking to somebody that this is going to be their first year going, and they were actually going to be bringing a replica of the uh, red jacket from uh, Smallville. They had the S logo on it this past season, and they were going to be wearing it during the celebration. And I uh, was very quickly able to talk them out of that so that they wouldn't, you know, pass out from a heat stroke. So.
0: Well, there was a guy last year walking around with a black trench coat. And I just...
3: Yeah, there's, there's a there's a few of them the costumes that they choose to wear. I just don't understand how they, you know are able to deal with the heat. I mean, you know, you see quite a few of the people wearing Superman or other spandex tight fitting costumes and everybody's got a uh, nice, uh, sweat uh, armpit stains galore. <laughs> but,
0: oh, I was covered by the time I, cause I started down at the Walgreens and by the time I got to the statue, I was, I was saturated.
3: Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's good that there's a lot of places you can duck into for air conditioning, you know, up and down Market Street. And then there's um, there's actually a few groups that are there that actually give out water for free. So instead of having to pay like three dollars to one of the street vendors, you can, uh, if you know where to go, you can uh, you can get free bottled water from different church groups that are set up around
0: town. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably the. I mean, as I as I mentioned, it's the thing I look forward to more than anything else. So. I am geared up, and this is the first time I get to go for all four days. Last year, it was a one-day tour, as you may have saw as we passed each other for just a brief moment.
3: Right. I don't think we actually formally met last year. Um, I know you since you were there, but like you said, it was just for one day, so
0: yeah, we, uh, it's kind of
3: impossible to yeah. have time to, to say hello to everybody.
0: Yeah, I saw you for one moment at uh, Andrew Chandler's table. And that was a, that was it because I didn't see you again because it's a big crowd. And there's a ton of stuff to do.
3: Right. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time before they have to expand it uh, instead of Thursday through Sunday uh, for it to be a Wednesday through Sunday because there's just too much to squeeze into four days.
0: Yeah. I'm right now. I'm I'm actually trying to get everything organized, figure out where I need to be every day, and it's right. it's going to be hectic but I am planning on going to well, the Superman Super Site meet-and-greet.
3: Yes, that'll be on um, Friday. Um, we did it last year for the very first time um, on Friday as well. And it was such a huge success and a way to, you know, say thank you to all the fans of the website and, you know, basically just let everybody know, if, you know, not for them, the site wouldn't exist. So I was really pleased with the turnout and able to let everybody know just how much I appreciate you know, the fact that they do visit the site. But what we're going to do is, um, as I said, just like last year, to be on that Friday at 1130 uh, at the Dippin' Dots, which is right there on Superman Square. And it'll be for an hour. And uh, we're going to be uh, giving outdoor prizes like we did last year. I've uh, been really lucky to have a lot of area merchants around town donate items uh, that will be given away. And also uh, Warner Brothers Home Video is uh, this up again this year with about uh,
0: 45 DVDs to give out to. Uh, Excellent. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm, on a, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show but Superman Super Site was the first Superman uh, internet uh, web page that I ever saw and it kind of inspired me to want to make the fan site and of course so it's in a way directly responsible for this show existing. So I want to publicly thank you for that site.
3: Oh well more than that because I'm kind of taking it back a little bit because, uh, um, you know, of course, uh, uh, Steve Jonas, who runs the uh, Superman homepage, uh, he and I are real good friends and, um, you know, uh, his site's been around a little bit longer than mine has. You know, that's generally uh, the first site most people come across and um, rightfully so because, I mean, he's he's got kind of been doing it a lot longer and um, has a lot more content than I do. So I'm just Happy for the site that I have, but uh, but uh, it's an honor that mine was the first one that you went to. So, I mean, I got to give Steve credit, you know, because, uh, because his does, uh, uh, of course, uh, have the, the more traffic and everything. But you know, in the same sense, you know, I'm happy for everything I can provide out there too. And that you know, me and him don't try and compete against one another. It's it all boils down to basically, you know, it's. All of us are here to promote the character and help get the word out to everybody in terms of news and information that we can. And you know, it's always good that we all work together and uh, help promote the character together. Because at the end of the day, if you try and compete against one another, I mean, really, what are you accomplishing? Yeah. So, just, so it's um.
0: Well, we all. I've always
3: ahead. been real happy. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've just always been real happy that all of us, you know, get along so well and all of our sites, um, kind of cross promote one
0: another. Well, do you think it, it's, it's, is it based on the character itself, uh, just the, the altruism that Superman represents?
3: Well, yeah, it's, um, you know, that, of course, the old, you know, saying is truth justice in the American way, which, uh, it's kind of funny when it boils down to it, because you know he was created by um, Canadians, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then it's a character established in America, and you know, and then he's from another planet, so technically he's a uh, um, a foreign alien. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's the idea ideology of the character uh, that I like to look at for all the sites that are out there that help promote uh, Superman and all that he stands for. That you know, all of us want to. Uh, live up to, you know, those aspirations and, uh, again, the ideology. And, you know, it's a fictional character, but when it boils down to it, you know, it's also a character that inspires people. And uh, when you get into uh, um, individuals like Christopher Reeve, who have, you know, portrayed Superman, uh, and especially for Chris, what happened to him and how he really became a real superman, uh, it's just, uh, it's just really cool, just how much the character inspires people, and uh, just how much it um, it's just something that you can really look up to, and uh, really good that the entire recent storyline that they did, where he was going to renounce his citizenship, was kind of DC once they realized the feedback they were getting off of that, uh, that it was uh, something to within just one storyline and not pursue it any further.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I don't know if that was the intent originally or if they heard the flack and went the other direction, but clearly it's, uh, there are a lot of people that took that out of context. I don't know if it was intended to be, right. you know, a in incontinuity or just a statement on its own.
3: I've kind of heard that they were looking at it as a almost like a what-if scenario. And I'm, I don't think that they ever did have plans for it to continue on, like, you know, bad decisions uh, so many years ago when they decided to change the character over to, you know, pure energy Superman. Everybody knows how well that lasted and, you know, went over with fans. But it's uh, everything that they're going to to try and retain the rights to the character and how much they're fighting that tooth and nail. um, I really don't think that it was something that they ever intended to um, move forward with than have him be uh, no longer an american citizen but a global
0: citizen. Yeah. And it, it, the the feedback it got as far as fox news and i don't know if that was an overreaction or if it was actually appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but <Right. laughs> when you got superman on fox news at least a, a positive or negative it's bringing attention to the character.
3: Yeah, exactly. And uh yeah, i mean really the the thing needs to be focused on right now in regard to the characters, of course, you know, we have the new movie coming up um, if they stick with the date that they're throwing out there, December 2012, and uh, it's, you know, it'd be nice because we're basically starting over, um, and Superman Returns, you know, didn't do as well as they had hoped, so we're going into another phase here of everything that built up the Superman Returns. You know, we had the year of Superman, all the DVD releases, um, all the cross-promotion, and it's just really exciting where, in a few months here, when they actually start principal photography and uh, start getting the uh, cameras rolling on the film, what does Warner Brothers have in store in terms of you know, how they're going to cross-promote it now? Um, you know, We have the Blu-ray anthology coming out uh, in about two weeks, um, which is kind of what they did with the Ultimate... Lectures edition for Superman Returns, but now, you know, it's everything being released on a Blu-ray package.
0: Yeah, and is it, is and, it a uh, new... I, I, was, I was. Is it a new version? Because it's the movies themselves are available on Blu-ray, but have they re-remastered them?
3: They're saying it's the first time everything will be available in, in HD. Um, like, everything that's on it goes, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, Superman the movie and Superman 2... Uh, two versions of each. Uh, Superman, the movie, to be the theatrical as well as um, um, uh, the remastered version. And then Superman 2, it'll be the lesser version and the daughter cut. But this is, um, I believe this is the first time that Superman 3 and Superman 4 are being released on uh, Blu-ray ever. I don't think either 3 or 4 has been released before on Blu-ray. And then, of course, you're also going to get Superman Returns and they're throwing in the um, uh, pilot for the Superboy TV series from back in the, um, I think it was, 19, it was 1959 or 1960, when they were looking for a replacement series for The Adventures of Superman. They did a pilot episode of The Adventures of Superboy with an actor named uh, John Rockwell. And that's going to be on there also.
0: I'm curious um, to see that. That's first that's time. F- yeah, it's the first time it's ever been released.
3: Officially, yeah. it's There's been a bootleg VHS version of it that was available years ago where you got uh, that pilot as well as the um, very horrible and comical Super Pup uh, pilot as well, which was just this horrible, horrible uh, pilot that they did for a series where all the characters were based on Superman, but they were all little people in... Um, dog costumes.
0: I, I've seen so. pieces of it. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever... <laughs> it's. I mean, it's funny as a novelty, but just imagine if that had made it to the air.
3: Exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and what's kind of crazy is the, the Superboy pilot was actually very well done. It was, it was well made, and it was just... Um, it just never got picked up. Uh, I guess just the timing was bad, you know. George Reeves had passed away not, you know, too soon before that. And then you also uh, um, had the uh, Batman theory, TV series, which, you know, was uh, coming on the air in the early 60s. And I just think if they had released it at a time when The Adventures of Superman was still on TV, uh, it's kind of a um, follow-up series. It would have been a lot better, but just since George had passed away, it just it just never saw the light of the day.
0: It probably felt a little macabre given the circumstances around George Reeves' death,
3: right? Yeah, excellent. And the the fellow who was in it, Johnny Rockwell, he's uh he's still around to this day. Um, I'm not exactly sure what he's doing nowadays, but I do know that he's you know still alive and well. Uh, an interesting story about him is that in the late 70s or early 80s, uh, for some reason, he happened to be at a get-together or a party that Hugh Hefner was at, and Hefner almost drowned in uh, the swimming pool, and John Rockwell actually jumped in and pulled him to safety, and uh, now he has, like, a permanent key to the playboy mansion for life. <laughs> So <laughs> I didn't know if that story was true, but then I verified it with a couple of individuals, and it turns out it's, it's actually true. So whatever he's up to nowadays, probably a lot of the time is spent hanging out at the mansions. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's where I would go. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> one, of those,
3: one of those tidbits of Superman-related information that's just kind of, you know, falls into the useless category but still interesting.
0: Well, it's kind of, uh, somebody had told me at one time that the actor that portrayed Captain Marvel on the TV show literally stopped a bull in its tracks. I've never been able to verify that, but you got to admit right. that <laughs> I would want to see that.
3: That would, that would definitely be interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do appreciate you calling in. Looks like some other people are wanting to get on here. But uh, the Metropolis Superman celebration is June 9th through the 12th. It's coming up quick, too, yeah, and no, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you there, and we got to make it a point to to spend some time and talk Superman.
3: Oh, yeah, if absolutely. We, if we get a
0: moment to breathe. I
3: yeah, well, if you get a chance to stop by the meet and greet, um, like I said, it's 1130 on that Friday for an hour, so um, that's just a chance for everybody to chill, win some prizes, and you know, just hang out and talk, so. Um, you'll be able to stop by that. There's nothing really else going on while we've got that taking place. There's a BMX bike show, so if you'd rather go to that. Feel free, but I highly recommend the meet and greet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can count me in for the meet and greet. It's on my agenda. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, I appreciate you calling, and we'll see you in about a week and a half.
3: Okay. I hope you do. See you then. Bye. Right. Bye.
0: Okay, Neil Cole, ladies and gentlemen of the com. As I mentioned, that was the site that really got me started wanting to make a Superman site. It's quite uh, responsible for the sh- the very show you're listening to. And looks like, let me get this pulled up here. As I mentioned, I'm not very technical. I don't have a ton of money, but let me go ahead put this on. It looks like Isaac Daniel Frisbee wants to talk some Superman. Hello. Hello, Isaac. How's it going? It's going well, and yourself, sir? Good, thank you. Just to remind you, you are live and streaming on Superman Forever Radio. Okay. As I mentioned, we're talking about the Superman movies, but if you if you want to throw something else Superman out there, go right ahead. I'll talk Superman all day.
2: Well, you know, one of the things we talk about on, on the podcast that I do is, like, what our favorite movie is, and I have to say that, like, uh, we've we've been having a lot of <laughs> comments on some of our comments about Superman returns, because we like to make fun of it quite a bit. And one of the things that we're planning on addressing in one of our upcoming podcasts, I, I do the world's best podcast, by the way, I don't know if that, if I mentioned that or not, Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I do, I, I do the podcast with uh, Adam Basciano. We've been doing it for about three or four years now. Um, And we like to make fun of Superman Returns a lot, but I've always kind of gone back and uh, I've kind of like looked at the Superman movies as – for me, it was more like a starting point for for like why I like the Superman character so much. But looking at it from a a superhero movie perspective, I I don't like – for me, I don't like the camp as much as other people do. Like a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, that's what they were trying to do and that's what they were aiming for. And for me, that's great. But if I had to compare it to my other superhero movies, I don't like it as much. I mean Superman is my favorite comic book character, you know, by far. But uh, the movies always just felt a little hokey to me, you know. I mean for one reason or another, I think the first one, Lex Luthor was – he was very reminiscent of the, of the George Reeves – or the uh, – was it George
0: Reeves? That he was, that um, Lester, it was uh, Kirk Allen. Kirk it was Allen, in the ceiling, the Lyle Talbot.
2: Yeah, the Kirk Allen series. You know, it was a bit over the top. I mean, Gene Hackman is a great actor. I've seen him in a lot of great movies, but for me, it was just it was a little campy, and it, they could have made the movie like a lot more fun. Now, given the the time period the movie was made in, I think it did a great job. The second one was probably overall my favorite one, but still at the end, you know, you wanted to see some more fighting and stuff like that, but instead he you know, he like swapped the superpowers and then he, you know did all that stuff with Lois at the fortress and you know, we're always <laughs> we're always making fun of that on the podcast because it just seemed like, oh, hey, I'm I'm Superman now. And OK, let's let's go to my bed and let me go and, you know, buy some champagne for
0: us and let's celebrate the fact that I'm Superman. Uh, and he kind of he kind of looked he had that that arched eyebrow in his eye. <laughs> I do. I do remember that.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the jokes I'm always making is I'm like, well, he had to do one of two things. He either had to go and he had to pay for this alcohol which you know what what kind of place is going to be looking at superman and going why are you buying champagne or he had to steal it you know so either way i'm, I'm just kind of curious about what exactly happened there uh but the second one was a lot of fun just because of Zod. Uh, the third one i for me i actually liked my favorite fight scene in all the movies was when he fought the evil version of himself and Superman three. I think that's one of the most downplayed scenes in all the movies. Like I really don't hear a lot of people talk about that scene. And, uh, you know, he becomes evil because of the synthetic kryptonite they try to make. They don't know what the, what one of the elements is. So they use tar. And so he becomes evil and then he sort of fights himself at the end. But I think for me, because I love Superman so much, I kind of, I take the movies as the greater part of a whole, and you know that is that you know yeah it has its faults but you know it still is a a fantastic representation of the character and does injustice you know the same thing I I would say the same thing about Smallville Smallville had lots of flaws a lot of people disagreed with some of our perspectives on the finale and on the show but you know it it is it is what it is you know he's uh, he's an imperfectly done character and you know i think that as superman fans we i I think that superman fans are a bit more dedicated than other superhero fans i think that's also why whenever something comes out they're very rabid about their feelings they either really like it or they really hate it usually don't have a whole lot of yeah it was okay i guess you know uh yeah, it's pretty declarative yeah especially like on forums and stuff people that take the time to post their feelings on superman are pretty you know passionate about whether they love it or whether they hate it or not um but you know that's you know that's just a part of you know being a superman fan i've i've always compared it to having kids you know you you recognize that they have imperfections they do things you know they mess things up but you, you know you still love them and you still look at them with rose colored glasses because you're the parent I think it's the same way with Superman we we look past a lot of imperfections that he may or may not have in the movies or in TV shows or in cartoons or whatever and we just say well it's it's Superman it doesn't matter because he's the most awesome superhero so you know for me the movies were a nice starting point because it wasn't until later in my life that I got into the comic books, but you know, it, it really started with the movies and that I think it transformed an entire generation.
0: I'll give you that because yeah, that was something that was a movie that was huge in my youth, a big part of it. And this was before we had, you know, really when I was a young child, we didn't have VHS. So you relied on HBO and every time it would come on, I would be glued. Right. Or jumping from couch to couch with the towel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that being said, I mean, we, we poke fun at Superman returns quite a bit because of what I consider to be major, you know, negative plot points, but there was a lot of good that they did in there too. I I thought that his relationship with Lois was probably one of the best relationships that I had seen in any of the movies.
0: It didn't feel forced or unrealistic or anything. It was very Uh, subtle. They did a lot without saying anything.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly think that like one of the one of the weirdest scenes in the movies is when, in the first movie, I mean, Lois is practically dressed in, well, you know, it's it's like almost lingerie. I mean, it's just very see through, and she's like, "What color underwear am I wearing?" And he's like, "Well, you're wearing pink. Let's go fly." And so he <laughs> goes off and he flies with her. And so and I mean that scene is really iconic and I love it but it's 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 kind of silly but I I preferred the version in Superman Returns. I thought that it was really well done. You know, he takes her up and I, I think that what you said was really appropriate. It was much more subtle and uh, quite a bit more believable. But again, with that movie they had, you know, Lex Luthor in some land scheme and it was just like uh, that's why I'm kind of looking forward to what they're going to be doing with the upcoming movies. I I uh, I mean, I think I'll like it no matter what, but I think it's potentially going to be one of the one of the best of any of the Superman movies. It may even, it'll hopefully, you know, redefine superhero movies the way that Superman did back in, I think it was 78 that it came out.
0: Yeah. I, I hope so, and I hope they go not 180 degrees, a different direction, but something fresh and new. And right. All I really want is an epic Superman to play on the screen, Because we've seen, really, two back-to-back epic Batman movies. Right. And Superman has been shortchanged in a big way.
2: Yeah, he's really like, he's like the emo Superman, you know? It's like, we, we have this day and age where we have superheroes that are very reflective and, you know, introspective and... You know, they worry about their actions and stuff like that. And I mean, don't get me wrong. That's like good to have in a superhero. But I love Superman is just kind of like the shoot first and ask questions later. He's the one that rushes in and, you know, does what he needs to do. And then he's like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I should have thought about that. But that's what makes him awesome, you know, because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't second guess himself. And that's what makes him great about being a superhero.
0: Um I think when when I first saw Spider-Man, I thought, sorry, go ahead. Well, when you've got that much raw, raw power, (laughs) you don't want to, somebody who's going to second guess themselves.
2: (laughs) That's true. When I first saw Spider-Man, I thought, you know, this is a really, really well done movie. But once you got to like the second and the third, you're like, okay, man, this is, you're just whining too much, man. You gotta, you gotta stop being such a nerd and just get out there and start, stop questioning yourself. You know, that's the one thing that makes Superman great is that he doesn't really question himself. Uh, at least to the same extent that the other heroes do. So, I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think last weekend I saw Thor and I really loved how they did that character. I thought, you know, they need to do Superman somewhat similar to that and that he just conveys a confidence. I mean, uh, Christopher Reeve does it in uh, in the movies. You know, he just kind of comes out there and he just, because of all the the knowledge that he's been imbued with because of his whatever schooling he got from uh, Jarrell all those years, you know, he's a really smart and wise person. And, and Christopher Reeve does a fantastic job of conveying that. And I think even Tom Welling does a good job of that in the Smallville series. I mean, he d- he does a lot of dumb things, but he ultimately is willing to stand up for what's right without really, you know, beating around the bush about it.
0: Well, yeah. So. And when you, when you're a teenager or early adult, there's a lot of dumb things to do, add superpowers to that and it's kind of on par with what we saw with Tom Welling.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the next film and, you know, we're just we're just going to have to see. I mean, personally, you you asked on the poll who who your favorite Superman was, and mine was actually George Reeves. I really really liked his character. Now, I realized that that show was camp, and I was complaining about camp in the movie, but I think that the difference is that in the case of the George Reeves series, that was specifically what they were going for they were targeting a young audience you know superman the movie they were trying to aim to all audiences and the people that had grown up with superman so they kind of went for that camp i think but with the george reeves series i i like the way that he portrays clark which isn't overly nerdy you know but it's subtle enough that you know there's a difference between clark kent and superman i've always preferred the slightly less nerdy version of clark like in lois and clark or uh, the adventures of superman with george reeves and to me i i like the way that he he conveys you know the confidence of superman i mean he goes in and he's just like well you know i'm superman and i'm here to save the day and uh it's going to be awesome and there's this inherent trust in his character that i've always appreciated and, and i'm not saying that it's not like that in the other forms of media like movies or TV shows or whatever. But in the George Reeves series, there was just this inherent trust in his character. It's like when he brought someone to the police, they're like, thanks Superman, instead of like, you know, we're going to have to arrest you because we can't allow vigilante justice or, you know, something stupid like that. And so I, I like how they, they convey that in that TV series. And, um, but I mean, you know, that's, you know, just a personal opinion, I suppose.
0: Well, I mean, that's what, that's what we're here for It's just, kind of give everybody a forum to be a part of the show and give out their personal perspectives on the movies. And you nailed a a scene that is one of my favorites from, from my childhood, which is the trash, the junkyard scene, which, I mean, if if you remember nothing else from that movie, you remember that scene. I
2: also remember like at the end, it like really creeped me out when that one lady that was like the assistant to the, uh, the, uh, Lex Luthor wannabe, I don't even remember the guy's name, but she gets sucked into that machine and she turns into a robot. That always sticks in my head because it freaked me out as a kid and so I always like look back on it I'm just like man, same
0: really here. It <laughs> Just kind of creeps me out.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that that scene really stood out for me. I mean, it, it was physical. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously he was getting beat up most of the time by the uh the bad Superman. Uh but really the way Superman 2, I think, should have ended should have been with that city fight scene. Instead, they had it in the middle of the movie. And so by the end, it was like, you know, he threw the giant cellophane ass on Nan and Zod, he takes his powers away from, and you're like, well, okay, that's nice, but I mean, it would have been a lot cooler if we could have seen some fighting.
0: Yeah, it was anticlimactic. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was. It really
2: was. I mean, you get to the end and you know, this is supposed to be his physical equal, and you see it in the middle of the movie. But they should really should have saved that, I think, for the end of the movie. I think it would have made it a lot better. But,
0: you know, I mean, it was still a good movie. But now, do you mean, prefer the original version or the Richard Donner version?
2: You know, I, I hate saying this, but I've have n- never seen the Richard Donner version before. Oh okay.
0: <laughs> well, fair enough. It uh, I Michael Bailey and I actually had a discussion about that, and he he and I will both go back to the original for sentimental value. But I think I don't have to make up as many excuses for the Richard Donner cut because the cellophane S is out of it. Uh, it's a little less awkward.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that sometime soon I can get a hold of that and watch the original, like one and two of the Richard Donner cut. So that way I can see it the way that it was originally, I mean, basically intended to be seen by Richard Donner until they cut him out and brought Richard Lester in.
0: And uh, unfortunately, they cut out the backwards roller skating guy. And if you've seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. With the oh, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's a that's a piece that I actually remember from my childhood. I was actually disappointed not to see him and the guy in the phone booth still trying to talk while being blown down the street.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's one of the reasons why I like that fight scene uh, between Clark and Superman in Superman Three, because for me, it was real, it was gritty, it was raw, uh, and that's what I like to see with Superman. Uh, uh, I I appreciate some of the fantastical things that they were trying to do in the movies, whether it was the Richard Donner version or whatever. But you know, I don't think that as Superman fans we need to see him doing time travel or you know uh, making Lois forget because he's kissing her or whatever. Well, I mean, I realize that in, I don't know which continuity we're talking about—the Richard Lester or the uh, Richard Donner version—but um, they i don't know they they just made his character too fantastical and too unrelatable and so you know he's turning back time and he's you know he's it just seems too infinite and i i think that that's the thing that was always difficult for me to grasp when i watch these movies i'm uh some of my more favorite superhero movies have been uh the more recent batman films i think that they've they make the character seem real now i know that he's more based in reality than superman is because he's from earth and he doesn't have superpowers but you know you watch those batman films and it just feels real the city the cityscapes the acting the plots it all seems like something that could potentially happen and i'd like to see something within the the bubble of superman's reality i'd like to see that in the next film and so you know hopefully it'll it'll uh it'll deliver but you know i i suppose we'll we'll find out
0: yeah i'm looking i'm well cautiously looking forward to it (laughs) for every every uh you know dark night we get a uh you know jonah hex that movie was awesome really no okay
2: thank
1: you (laughs) (laughs)
0: well I appreciate you calling in looks like I got time for one more call so I'm going to try to get to that get everybody in who wants to be in but I I highly appreciate you calling in and and talking with us thanks for letting me on Um, thank you for having me I'll talk to you later right, bye bye and as I mentioned I have time for one more call so if you want to hit me up the number is 703 957 8737 Here we go. Other than that, we're going to pretty much wrap the show up if, we, if there's nobody else that wants to call in and talk a little bit of Superman movie because we are at about 1 hour in. And luckily so far outside of the beginning where I had some technical issues, not not been that bad. I expected a lot worse, but in my imagination that included, you know, things blowing up in my face. So right there, you got to be psyched that there's no scars that I'm walking away from. And actually, Steve Rogers made a good point in the chat. The diner scene would work better if the guy recognized Clark from earlier. Otherwise, Clark ends up just beating up a random stranger in the diner for no apparent reason, which makes him worse than the bully he just took out. I actually disagree with that a little bit, Steve, because the guy was basically being a bully himself and Superman was basically doing what Superman does, especially from day one, is kind of take care of the bullies because he originally started out as more of a a champion of the oppressed rather than being a, a straight-up superhero. And Jack P says, "Thanks for doing this. Hey, if you guys enjoyed this, i would be happy to do this again anytime. Just let me know if uh, give me some feedback on the email, which is mail at supermanforever.com. And it like, uh, looks like we don't have another caller, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap the live episode up a little bit early. I just want to thank everybody for joining me. It uh, looks like Steve Rogers for calling in. Neil Cole from the Superman Super Site, Jack P. for calling in. Isaac Daniel Frisbee from World's Best Podcast. This has been a blast outside of the little awkward beginning. But being as Switch, this is the first time I've ever done this. And I don't have a huge budget to do a lot of technical stuff. It kind of uh, went off a lot better than I thought it would. And, be, and remember to come back uh, next Sunday for episode 34, in which we'll actually be talking about Bizarro, Lobo, and covering the books in October of 2007. And, of course, in a week and a half, as Neil mentioned, Metropolis Superman Celebration. If you are coming, drop me a line, and I have some Superman Forever swag. And once again, I want to thank Pampering, uh, Becky Hastings of uh, TheRustedChain.com for sponsoring this. And one more time, I'm going to pimp it out. Uh, Of course, that is where you can get the Superman, or pardon me, for the Truth, Justice, Forever keychain. And enter the promo code SUPER15 for 15% off. And, oh, Douglas Meacham pointed out a live show from the Superman celebration would be cool if possible. If that's something everybody is interested in, I'm sure I could schedule a time. Just let me know via Twitter, email, Facebook. Most of you who are in there, you know where to find me. And Steve's asking where is Darkside? I wanted to mention that uh, Darkside was slated to be here for just a moment. He actually ditched me. He ditched me to go hang out with Kevin Smith, Mr. I made mall Rats Kevin Smith, who is actually doing his uh live show right now. <laughs> and as Douglas Meacham said, he's at home washing his helmet. He, uh, actually Darkside uh, did not not only ditch me, but he did mention that he's going to be in Metropolis. And he, uh, I did ensure him that he's going to be taking his own ride because nobody wants to share a car with Darkseid. But with that, I'm going to wrap this up. If you are interested in a live episode from the Superman Celebration, email me. Let me know. I am perfectly fine with doing that. I do have the setup for it. So I will be happy to do that. And I highly appreciate you all for joining me. And to you at home downloading this, I appreciate you downloading this. And I will see you all next time. Oh, until next time, I can't believe I forgot my tagline. Until next time, keep on fighting the never-ending battle.